you know, being a Christian. Some people would say, being a Christian, you're weak if you need that. I don't need anything. I don't need God. I got myself. I'll figure it out myself. I'll get through it myself. I don't need God. You're weak if you need God. God is, is a crutch to you that you've got to lean on to get through your life because you don't have the strength yourself. That's what people would say. But, you know, if you think about it, being a Christian is not easy, right? Going the way of the world, hey, right? If you're just going along with everybody else, what conflict is there? What trouble is there? You're just doing what everybody else is doing. However, if you're standing up for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and Him crucified, your faith, that's not easy because you're going against the flow. Everybody else is going one direction, and here you are getting buffeted and, and batted around because you're standing firm for what you believe. There's a scripture that talks about the wide and the narrow road. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to what? Destruction. All right? So it's as if, if we're at this crossroads, if you will, or maybe come to this wide, this fork in the road. One way is wide, and there's lots of people going that way. The other way is narrow, and it's windy. And there's not a whole lot of people on that road. Wide is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads, or wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to what? To life, to salvation, right? And so when we as Christians do not go along with the crowd. We don't go along with the flow. We stand firm in our faith because we know in whom we have believed. We know the truth. But the world would just run headlong on this paved and easy way and wide way that's really easy going and they go headlong over the cliff. And it's our job to reach those that are being led astray to hell, as the Bible says. Snatch, snatch them from the grave, if you will. We're pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. God hasn't left us for dead. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. The life of the believer is not an easy one, but it's the best one. It's the best one. Because when you walk in obedience, when you walk in the Word of God, when you walk in truth, God is there in, in it. He blesses you when you follow and you walk in obedience to his word. You see, Christianity is not just a bunch of rules. And a lot of people think that. Oh, I don't want to become a Christian because then I got to 
obey all these rules. I can't do this. I can't have any fun anymore. That's not the truth. That is not the Word of God. Amen. That's not it at all. God wants the best for us. And He says it right in His Word. Amen. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be joyful. Right? Amen. The joy. He is the joy of our salvation. And it's not just a bunch of rules to take away all the fun. The rules, the laws are there for our own good. For our own good. When you tell your children, don't play in the road. We're doing that to protect them. Yeah, but I can skateboard so much easier on the road. It's so much more smooth there. But it's dangerous. You could get hit. Okay? And so in the same way, God desires to protect us from things that are going to hurt us. He wants for us to live a full and healthy spiritual life. He wants the best for us. And where those laws and godly rules not there, we would just had right to destruction. And so, yes, our lives as believers are in many cases difficult. The road is narrow, the road is rough, but the road is blessed. The road is blessed, and it leads to salvation, and it leads to blessing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you as well. First, seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Amen? Amen. Verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day day. You you ever hear that scripture? God's mercies are new every morning. God's mercies are new every morning. We're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. God is teaching us how to think like him. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Far outweighs what? Any troubles that we may face. Now listen to this. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You see, the things that we see around us are temporary. They're not going to last. Even our own bodies are not going to last. In many cases, the Bible calls our bodies tents. It's It's a temporary dwelling place. We just had a camp out last weekend. Man, we had a great time. But we were all in temporary dwelling places. 
You're not going to stay there. It's not a permanent place. The Israelites, when they were wandering the desert for 40 years, stayed in tents, a temporary dwelling place. Our bodies are temporary dwelling places. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so, in verse 18, we fix our eyes on what is seen, on not what is seen, but what is unseen. Because the unseen things are the things that really matter. Do you follow? The unseen things, the things that we can't see, are eternal, the Bible says. And you know what? We can waste our time focusing on the things that are seen. We can waste our lives, as a matter of fact. And then we get to the end of our lives, entering into eternity, okay? And we've spent our time thinking on things that don't matter. Don't waste your time on things that don't matter. I don't know what that is, but it's really annoying. (laughs) What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Turn with me to Ephesians 6, will you? And it says this, Finally, finally, (laughs) be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on part of the armor of God so that you... No. No. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You know the devil has schemes to take you down and to take you out of the fight for good. And he's going to try afflicting you. He's going to try to make you too busy. He's going to try, number one thing that he's going to try to do is make you offended by somebody else. How easy is that done, right? If you get offended by somebody else, more than likely it's going to be a brother or a sister in the Lord. Okay? You get offended by them. You get angry. You get divisive. And you want to defend yourself. Right? So the, the enemy's desire is to try to cause dissension and destruction in the relationships within the church. And he schemes and he tries to make that happen, but we're wise to it. We're wise to it. We look beyond the face of the offender and see the enemy behind them. We recognize his schemes. Put on the full armor so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. You see, it's not against people. That's not it. It's not against you and it's not against me. But it is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, because of this, 
Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. (laughs) And after you have done everything, to stand. To stand. Having put on this armor, you're ready for the battle. You got the armor of God, you're ready for battle. Why would you go into battle not having the full armor of God on? If you were to go into battle, period, all right, even in a a worldly sense, okay, if we did not have our armor on, we could easily be taken out by the enemy, right? But if we have our armor on, we have a better chance of surviving the battle and winning the war. All right? Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know what? The enemy fires flaming arrows at you, and when they hit you, they hurt. They sting. Sometimes they cause a fire. Sometimes they burn. That's exactly what they're intended to do. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. In verse 18, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert. Be alert. You see, you can have on all of the armor of God, and if you're not alert, somebody's going to sneak up on you. Right? You've got to be alert. You've got to be watching. You've got to be observant as to what's going on. You've got to be mindful of your enemy because you know what? 1 Peter 5, 8. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like what? A roaring lion. Does that paint a picture to you? A roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's the, paint, that's the picture that the Bible paints about your enemy. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5, 8, seeking someone to devour. Now, if you think about that scenario, the lions will watch the herd for a while, won't they? All right? They're watching which ones are kind of off by themselves, which ones are slow, maybe weak or young, okay? And what they'll do is they'll single them out. And all the other ones are able to take off, but these other ones can't keep up with the herd. And so those are the ones that go. And if we, as believers, are not together with the body of Christ, the believers, if we stay home from church, if we choose to do other things other than reading the Word of God, right? That's a, it should be a daily part of our lives. Amen. We're easily singled out. Amen. 
and easy prey for the enemy. Be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. And listen to what he says here. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Paul was doing some dangerous things. Some dangerous things. And he paid the price for it. He paid the price. How many times was he beaten? How many times was he put in jail? And he even says here, he's in chains. All right? He was shipwrecked. All these things for the glory of God. To speak the truth. I doubt whether we have suffered in such a way for the God that we serve. First Thessalonians. Uh, actually, I want to I want to read uh, John chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three. John chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three. I, I doubt that I have that on the PowerPoint unless Bill can get that up there. He's pretty quick. John sixteen thirty three. There you go. You got there before I did. John sixteen thirty three. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart! Exclamation point! I have overcome the world. In this life. You will have difficulty. You will have trouble. But take heart. Don't get discouraged. For he has overcome the world. The world is only the temporary. The eternal is what matters. Revelations chapter 12, verse 11 I'm very thankful and grateful for you today. I know sometimes it gets warm in here and you, you'd be wanting your neighbor to be fanning you like this. But you're here and, and we're here together and we're kind of suffering this morning. Right? It's warm and it's humid. Revelation twelve eleven. A little bit of humidity, a little bit of Heat never scared us off. 12, 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. We had some testimonies this morning, didn't we? Testimonies of God's faithfulness. And when you hear stories of how God came through, it builds your faith, it strengthens you, it encourages you to take another step, to live and fight another day. Amen? Don't grow weary, don't grow tired. Yep, the world is, is getting more and more difficult to live in for lack of better words, right? And we see it every day. 
But don't stop. Don't give up. You keep fighting. You keep testifying. You keep encouraging the body. You keep building each other up, edifying the body, as the word would say. Strengthening yourself, your own faith, and that of your brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Stand with me this morning, if you would. Shirley's sister Janice will be having an angiogram tomorrow at Buffalo General. So she's asking for prayer for her as well. Um, I visited Mary uh, Sanderson yesterday. Jody and I did. And uh, she's a bit discouraged. And she's uh, having some struggles physically as well. She misses you guys. Terrible. All she talks about is the church and how much she loves it here. So keep Mary in your prayers as well. All right? Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. God, we just thank you for the honor of having your name written on our hearts, Lord Jesus. The honor of bearing your name to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that honor and that privilege. Help us, God, to do our best to represent you to this world, to be your ambassadors, to do your work, to do your bidding to the world. Help us to be confident, God, of who we are in you. Help us to be confident of all that is behind us and backing us. All of heaven and the powers that be are backing us, the powers of God himself. Give us the words, Lord, as Paul prayed there, that whenever we open our mouths, that you, we would be given what to say and that we would speak it fearlessly. Help us, Lord, to know the truth. Help us to know your word. Help us to read your word. Help us, Lord, to be alert and watchful for the enemy's schemes.